Taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. Capital Letter with New Zealand Herald Wellington's Issues reporter Georgina Campbell. Good morning, George. Good morning, Nick. Sadly, National MP Christopher Bishops tested positive for COVID a week before his first child is due. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's not very good timing, is it? And apparently when he tested positive, the first thing he thought of was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to make the baby's birth? Um, so Chris Bishop and his wife, Gina, are isolating at home. So far she has tested negative. But it actually turns out, and I didn't realise this, that even if um, if the baby comes early, for example, and he's still do- doing that isolation period and testing positive for COVID, he can actually still attend the baby's birth with extra protocols in place. Now, I saw the story as well, George, of yours, and I said to myself, because my son gave, well, his partner gave birth uh, on Saturday morning to their first child, and I've been in the hospital a bit, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, even as a visitor, you know, I had a cough one day, oh, don't come in. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. So when I was reading this article, I was thinking, George, how the hell can they let somebody in with COVID? Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma for them, but I guess as well because, you know, Jenna, his um, wife is a household contact of his, the the hospital probably would treat her as As having COVID even if, you know, she had been testing negative. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good because, uh, like, I, I have never had a child, but it would stress me out at the thought of thinking that my partner couldn't be there. You know, it would be awful. Wouldn't it? Well, you just couldn't. I mean, not you couldn't. Of course, you could. Then there is probably be women that have had children without their partner being there for for one reason or another. But you know, first child, it would be it would be extreme, wouldn't it? It uh, would. It know, would. I can still see the bruise marks on my son's arm. <laughs> you, know, you know, so you, you know what I'm saying, George. <laughs> You're laughing, but it's, it ain't no funny joke, is it? You need someone there with you. You You're, do, you, you do. Know. And congratulations, by the way, Nick. That's oh, exciting thanks. for you. Yeah, it is. But I feel for them as well because obviously we have connection with her as well from her job as PR and at the, at the airport. So we have connections with her. So, I mean, it's a, I'm stressed for them. I, I reckon they live somewhere by us too because I see him driving his car around our area. So he must, uh, must be around our area. Yeah, they're actually living in Miramar at the moment while they're building their new house in Eastport. Oh, there you go. See, there you I go. Was, Jack was going like this to me. He's giving me the no, no, you got that wrong. <laughs> well, I'd see them. Anyway, move, let's moving on. So what's going on with the Pekka Pekka to Otaki? Let's, we've been talking about uh, motorways, obviously, or opening parties at motorways all morning. But what's happening with that expressway? I, I hear there's issues there too. Yeah, well, the opening is really on a knife edge and it has been delayed a few times already. So the road is meant to be open by the end of this year. Um, but because of COVID-19, the delivery of material and the weather have really affected the project and Wakakotahi is sort of assessing at the moment what that means for the opening date. So for example, and I thought this was really incredible, more than two-thirds of those directly working on this project have had to self-isolate due to COVID-19. So that's like pretty disruptive for any project, right? Um, So Transport Minister Michael Wood um, says he's been advised that Wakakotahi is still working towards the end of 2022. However, this 
is reliant on, you know, all these things like COVID and weather, but he's confident that the construction team appreciate how much this road is valued by local communities and broader Wellington residents. I mean, they have been waiting a long time for this road to be open. So I'll keep a close eye on it, um, but it sort of sounds like it's a little bit touch and go as to whether it will open this year. And and I, I... I sort of feel for them because I understand that whole COVID thing and the isolating thing. That's why um, Jack and I were talking about it the other day. I think now we've got to get rid of that seven-day isolation because it's not, you know, workers and groups of people that are living together. One gets COVID, the whole house and the whole flat's out. So, you know, it's, it's time now to say test. In the, if you've got someone positive in your house, test in the morning. If you're clear, go to work. If you don't, stay home, you know. Yeah, and I think essential workers can do that. So can I guess that they, that's they would be. You think that they would be essential workers? They would be, wouldn't they? Working right. on the roads. Yeah, you'd, I don't know. That's a good question. You, you'd assume so, but it will be interesting to see how the COVID kind of rules and guidelines change as we move through managing the the pandemic and and you know whether the isolation period is decreased. Yeah, you've never had it, eh? I haven't had COVID yet. I've managed to give it the slip. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Speaking of transport. The transport minister has left the door open because there was a big kick-up about this before, a few couple of months ago with the last budget. They've left the door open for 22 new electric trains in the lower North Island. Tell us a bit about this story. I'm really surprised, Nick, that this project was not funded yes. in budget 2022. So, yeah, it's 22 new electric um, trains and these are going to replace what have been described as vintage units. They're going to quadruple sorry, um, peak time services between Palmerston North and Wellington and then double them between Masterton and the, and the capital. So it's really going to be a game changer for those commuters and this project has support um, from basically all the mayors across the Lower North Island and Horizons and Greater Wellington Regional Council has been lobbying hard for government funding. So in the budget, they asked for $360 million towards this $762 million project, but that failed. They are really disappointed about this. And so they sent a letter to the Transport Minister, Michael Wood, which has been proactively released, which says that they're very surprised and disappointed about this. Michael Wood wrote a letter back um, and he said that while the bid was unsuccessful due to competing priorities, ministers are mindful um, that the long distance passenger rolling stock is reaching the end of its economic life. So he has um, instructed Minister of Transport officials to continue working with the councils and look at the business case in preparation for Budget 2023. I would be very surprised if it was not funded well, in next year's budget. Well, electric. Electric, it's got to go. Uh, George, thanks very much. Capital letter, that's uh, Georgina Campbell as she joins us uh, every week. And she is the Wellington's Issues reporter. Because we've got issues in Wellington. She reports on it in the Herald. Always look her her up. Uh, always a very good article. And she's always uh, first to find the scoops. Uh, anything to do with special issues around the city. Georgina Campbell's onto it. News Talk said B.